When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor picture about young love unusual love romantic love most of all eternal love my name is grace jones and i am the modern bloodsucker in vamp a frightening comedy rated r welcome to an all-new season of the radical retro rewind podcast as always i am your host ryan hunter and we are back episode 40 with everyone's favorite brother david we are officially a year old as of september 25th we've made it a whole year and what better to do david for our comeback episode than 1986 Them, starring Grace Jones. This movie (laughs) goes from a comedy to a horror to a comedy again. But hi, everybody. We know we will be laughing a lot today because there's a lot that goes on in Vam. And like David said, is it all funny or is it all horror? A little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll up in here. Last year, David, when we did Pee Wee Herman's Christmas special, we saw Grace Jones being mailed to the White House. (laughs) And during that episode, I had mentioned that in the new year, we would do a Grace Jones extravaganza. So this is kind of in between. It might not be the full-on Grace Jones extravaganza, but we are serving you Grace Jones realness. I mean, this is Grace Jones, really. This is Grace Jones playing Grace Jones, possibly. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's kind of the image that I get from it, honestly. I don't <laughs> think she was really acting. It's like when I think I've said this before, maybe a different podcast, or maybe not. Like when Courtney Love did um, The People versus Larry Flint, and she played like a, a heroin addict acting crazy. I She she got it like an award, I think, for it. It was like critically acclaimed for being herself at the time. No offense to her, you know, as far as I think she's cleaned herself up and everything. But, uh, you know, you were playing a, a, a junkie, for lack of a better term. I know that sounds crude. She was playing herself the time so it wasn't that difficult i was doing some research and evidently david grace jones thought it would be best to stay in character the whole time but that meant for her to become nocturnal they could not reach grace jones ever when they needed to get her on set one time a matter of fact she was in paris doing a fashion show without telling them and she said i knew you wouldn't mind they ended up david having to hire a woman whose only job was to hold a beeper when the studio needed to reach her because she would not contact them or call them back to be there for her i i i suppose be a liaison to her in the studio that is some naomi campbell shit up in there that is some naomi campbell i will be three hours late to the fashion show i was gonna say i think grace jones honestly started this because she is famously known for arriving four hours late perform one song and then leave so grace has a history with this and also i do love this that she will not perform until she gets the money because she's had issues before before that they don't give her the money so she's gotten to a point that she said nope i need the money in my hand before i even come there ain't nothing wrong with that but this really was a grace jones vehicle but i also have this one of the people who worked on the movie said grace jones doesn't have a lot of range but she has presence so the writer ended up removing her character's lines just to allow Grace Jones to just be a presence on screen. What do you think about that? I actually, having watched this movie over recently, thought the same thing. You have this very powerful force of nature for a woman. I, I honestly, I view her like I put her up there with like Eartha Kitt, oh, her, yes. these very powerful i don't know how to describe it like people like you said when they walk into a room they have a presence they command a certain respect or a presence or just you're in awe gawking at them i was actually shocked i said to i was saying i was said to myself she hasn't said anything the whole like this is the only movie that was she's the main character pretty much i mean she is the main she's the villain she's the bad she's the bad guy i mean obviously you have the other characters that interact with her but for the most part, um, it's basically a four four piece ensemble. A character, yeah. you know, there's other characters, but those are the four main characters: the two boys, the blonde girl, and Grace Jones or Katrina. Katrina. Her only audible line is a laugh. I mean, and I gotta say, she does the laugh really good, but. <laughs> That is the only thing she does in that movie. Some people just honestly just have it. And that's the thing. Like, there are some people that don't have to say much. And whether it's... I, I don't know how to describe it. It, 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 was, it makes for an interesting movie where you're one of the main... Yes. You're the main character, the villain, and you don't say anything. Like, it's not a silent film. It's not Nosferatu. <laughs> You know, it's not like it's not. It's not nuts for it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not. The, it's not like the silent films of the twenties. For you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's interesting because there's a part of the movie where we haven't changed much. The radical retro rewind. We're still jumping around. There's a part of the movie where the, the guy goes back in the back, and she almost looks like like she's sweet, innocent, like she's yeah. hiding behind something. Like I'm shy, and I'm like, you're not shy. I don't think anyone has ever described right Grace Jones as shy 
Oh my god, what movie was she in? What, what was it? Boomerang. Boomerang with, with Eddie Murphy when she the perfume was the scent of her vagina. Is that what? Am yes. I, I can't, I'm trying to and she that. literally takes down her underwear and she's like. This is sex. This is what you will smell. Oh, oh God. God. I, I love her. I love her for who she is. Radical, radical ones. Let's get back to the premise <laughs> of the movie. It is This is Halloween season. So Vamp is a horror comedy. I'm That's what I'm putting it as. I don't know what it's listed on. Is it just listed as it's horror? It's definitely supposed to be a comedy, yeah. It's a horror it comedy. You know, I'm excited. It's Halloween season. This is one of my favorite times of year. So the premise of the movie is there are two young guys who want to get into a frat house. They're trying to impress Keith and AJ. They're trying to impress their potential frat brothers. You start off with them doing some sort of like a uh, hazing initiation for the college. Like they're supposed to be like but that's beyond, David. This fraternity must have watched some, like, old Hammer 70s horror films and, like, this is a cool way to haze people. We'll pretend to hang them in their underwear. Well, you know, that couldn't hurt. Did you recognize Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Boy toy who also always plays shirtless sex symbol in these movies. So AJ was the gentleman in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So basically, they're trying to get into a fraternity. The fraternity, you know, and to impress the guys in the in the fraternity, they're going to have a big party. They're, gonna, they're offering to pay for or get the alcohol party favors so to speak and the guys say they want a stripper so remember this is the 80s so yes. getting a stripper was probably like oh my god so naughty i can't believe meanwhile people take their clothes off for for, for, for a penny Fan, fans only or whatever <laughs> only fans low price of 3.99 <laughs> you can tell I'm, an, I'm getting to be an old dad i'm saying everything backwards and wrong let me tell a dad joke <laughs> you have where they're trying to impress the fraternity brothers. So they go and they find Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Duncan is this Asian guy that has been in a couple of 80s, I remember him in a couple yes. of 80s movies, plays a wealthy... Geeky, a, a, a kid that really has no friends, unfortunately. You yeah. see that he wants, he's almost using money as a way to have friends because they're trying to set up that he has no friends because he's a geek. He does have a beautiful plate of various meats. Did you like when he took <laughs> that out for them? Listen, he was a good host. <laughs> he's a very good host. But Duncan has a car. I'm sorry. So yes, so Duncan, Duncan has, has a car. Duncan has several cars, actually. So Duncan says, you know, they're like, can he's like, well, it'll cost you this much. And they're like, uh, we were hoping you'd do it for a favor for us. He's like, oh, that's different, a favor. So basically, Duncan Duncan, and again, I, I don't want to keep referring to him the Asian guy, but these token Asian dude, you know, like, it, they did this in Revenge of the Nerds, and so basically he says if, if they'll be his friend for a week, he'll let them borrow the car, but he wants to go with them on the adventure to find the stripper. His whole quote during this whole movie is, you guys, hey, you guys. I think he's like an adorable character. I liked him. And so they get, which is so funny because again, this is dating the movie ridiculously. Is this New York City? I don't know. Maybe it's Chicago? I don't know. I'm not sure it's where It's one it of those cities, right? It's like a big so city. So they actually get a, a, a newspaper that has listings for strip clubs and like adult stuff. Like, I don't even think like in Arizona... They have thing called the New Times, which is still like a, a, a magazine that like talks about like concerts and and clubs and different. Oh, things. it's one and of those like free yeah, magazines yeah. that and are in the in back. Things. And in the back, there's like there's still some listings for I guess for some like you know gentlemen's clubs. But this is the equivalent. Like this is a mag like a newspaper like a free thing you'd pick up back in the day that has like listings for whatever like personal ads or like you know gentlemen's clubs. And the um, place only opens 
After Dark. It's the is it the After Dark Club? It's a black, basically a black square with Grace Jones face on it and it says the after dark club opens after dark. so aj does this eeny meeny miny i pick this one he goes this is the place we're gonna find the stripper to come back for the fraternity that night which is even crazier right i'm so sorry is it supposed to be that they need it for that night that's right so they have a plan i mean it seems that they went out early on in the day but they literally have to bring the stripper that night after traveling to i'm assuming the big city but david what happens at this point there's a a, a part where they're in the car driving and it's almost like they're transported into another world because the car spins, 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 spins. You hear different radio stations going on and then they settle and they're in this like alley. So is the car... Was that supposed to be something science fiction esque with like that? Like a supernatural event. Like a supernatural. I don't know. Like I, a- I, I didn't. I didn't read too much into it at the time that I watched it. I don't know why I missed that. I, I remember it, them spinning out of control, but I kind of viewed it as they're like these kind of like wholesome, more wholesome. If you even though they're going for a stripper, they're more wholesome like country guys, and they're coming yeah. to the big city and they're yeah. getting abused by. You know, get out of my way, you F you, and kind of, I don't know. That's what I got from that, but it could be. I didn't even It's almost like they got transported into this. They transported into Sin City or something. It was like crazy. It's like Uh, night then all of a sudden. It's almost like it becomes dark. They're at a diner. They're getting coffee. Got Duncan, who apparently is using the restroom because, I don't know, maybe he had too many coffees or he's sick, (laughs) but he's in the bathroom. And you have... What 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 appears to be an albino Barbus from Charmed, Billy Drago. Famously, he's been in everything. He's always a mean guy, you know, and he's always a bad guy. He's always a nasty guy. It's like he has a certain look, so that they again talk about being typecast. Like, oh, definitely. So, but it's beyond in this point, right? Like David said, this is he runs an albino gang. Yeah, he's an albino Barbus. I'm calling him, but and the guys, the guy who runs the diner is like, I'm leaving. It's closed, and they, they oh, walk. Oh, he in. puts the priest outfit on. He puts a priest collar on with a cross, yeah. and he's ready to get out. And the albino guy comes in with with with, with which looks like with two. They look like hookers, and the one and the one woman is like sucking on a lollipop and like doing all this stuff with her mouth. To Isla, and- to Isla. She got a. <laughs> and, and what's his name? Keith. Again? Keith is like looking at her and he's getting aroused because she's doing all these sexy things. And then she opens her mouth and she's got like three teeth in her mouth and he freaks out. And then she and he gets spits pissed. his tea out. He spits his. And then she tea gets out. pissed, and the albino, like hardcore albino dude, comes over to like rough them up. Duncan's hiding in the bathroom. What ensues then is why do I keep calling? What's his? What's the character's name? Snow. Snow. <laughs> Snow. Informa. You know. <laughs> licky boom boom oh, down. God. Snow. Snow comes. Throws coffee on AJ's AJ. fly outfit that is very reminiscent of Saved by the Bell. You know. We we saw in the beginning of this, he's he likes to have his outfit pressed and perfect. perfect. He doesn't like stains and things like that. So this set him off. So he goes, he, he gets pissed, and Keith is like, uh-oh, now you're in trouble. He jumps up and grabs Snow by the balls and pushes him against the jukebox. And he Snow pulls out a knife, and he tastefully tells him that he's going to rip his balls off if he doesn't put the knife down. The girls try to rough them up, but then they get he hits them with a chair? There's a, there's a battle ensues. A battle so ensues. So you kind of get the idea that AJ 
is not I'm impressed. A AJ doesn't AJ might be a pretty boy and whatever, but he doesn't back down from a fight. And but he also more angry because they messed up his his flag clothes. So then they take off. Duncan finally comes out of the bathroom. He's like, oh, I would have got them if they came into the bathroom. And they head over to the club. So, David, how would you describe the club? Because I got to say, the strippers are the most cliched strippers you could ever think of. I have some. <laughs> I have stuff written down about that. What is that? There's a construction. There's a... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So they get in there. The guy asked the the the, the there's a host is, is right he the, the host uh, the host slash owner of the club who is desperately wants to be in, in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he's like ID boys or whatever, and basically Duncan has his wad of money and credit cards. He's like, oh, you're fine. He goes in. Vic. They'll go in. They sit down. He tells them he wants front row. This is what Duncan says: front row seats. <laughs> Or something like that, to that effect. And Duncan is ridiculous. He starts singing, I'm in the mood for love, simply because you're naked. naked. He's cute. I mean, he's sweet. I like him. He was, he's likable. So there's a construction worker dancing. And first of all, she has on a construction belt that I, I can't describe to you guys because... Unless they still make them. It's like a carpenter's. Like, it's yes. like when they have that hard, like, leather that almost looks like a, a skin color. Yeah. And it's like the most unattractive thing for anybody to be wearing. A hard hat. Vic goes, hard-headed Hannah, builder of major <laughs> builder of major erections. Let's give her a hand. And it's I, like <laughs> I didn't even notice. So it was like it literally like David, they had a jar in the back with all cliches and they picked up, there's probably construction worker, there's probably painter. So there's a lot of different strippers. Biker uh, chick? There's a biker like dominatrix chick that goes up to the bar to hand her leather jacket off and you see AJ looking at Habute. He's going to be the one that gets the stripper basically. Leave it to him and the other two are just sitting there enjoying the shows. So I wanted to add something because I think in a previous episode we discussed this. So when I was a manager for a retail company, um, I was invited to go to a strip club. And um, I went. Obviously, I'm gay. I think most of our listeners already know that. But I'm a gay man. I haven't been, I, I'm, you know, not involved with the women. I'm so this was a, but this was a straight, was a straight like a uh, Yeah, a straight strip club. Oh, my God. I am so asexual when it comes to, like, when men like strippers, I'm like, don't touch me. Like, I, I, like, I could never, like, go to, like, Thunder Down Under and like think it's so like magic mic kind of it would totally turn me off i don't know why so my my point is we went to this strip club and i met i befriended a couple of strippers they had kind of told me that they were thinking about doing coming having a different lifestyle they were like you know the one girl her manager who's also her boyfriend made her oh, do a lot of things good. she was not that's never with. good yeah and they basically explained to me that they wanted to try something and live a more, I don't know what you want to, what, what, what you want to say, a more the normal life, no conservative the, or less, uh, whatever. Okay. Yes. You know, I listen, I never put anybody down. I'm going to tell you the truth. If I had a, a, an amazing body, I would be a stripper because you can make so much money in a short no, period of like time. Like you said, only fans, <laughs> only fans. So anyway, getting back to the story. So I hired three of them to work at this place. They tried it. They worked very well towards the last, maybe they probably lasted about a month or so. Um, Retail kills. Talk about stripping two, kills. Two, you? Of the, two of the gals came to me and said, "Listen, we get paid nothing to do this. I can make more in one night than I'm making in two weeks." And they said, "This is not for us," and they quit. Fine. 
the other girl whose manager used to make her stuff various fruits and vegetables in places that they probably shouldn't go as part of her act. Oh my god. Um, she decided to stay on and she ended up becoming a manager for that company. Good for Aww. her. Thank you. Thank you. However, again, I'm not I'm not discarding anybody or discrediting anybody or talking down to I don't care if you were a stripper, if you whatever. You know what? There's a market for everything and honestly Yes there is. As long as you're comfortable with your body, yourself, at the end of the day, you can lay your head down on your pillow and whatever. I don't care. Listen, I'm going to, I know we're like a PG show. I, I mean, let's be honest. We both watched pornography before. We're not virgins. Don't be so, don't be hypocritical. Yes, it's not, it's not something you, you want to see your daughter doing, obviously. But again, I'm not discrediting anybody. But the funny start of the story is, yes, they said they could make more in one night than they couldn't make in two weeks working in retail. So it, it is sense. what it is. But yes, I was known as one of the managers that hired three strippers, the gay manager who hired three female strippers. I was hiring them to fluff pillows, fold, fold pillows and towels. Could have been dancing the while they were folding. That would have been a double. Side story. Sorry, guys. I don't know if anybody found that interesting or not, but whatever. So they go, they're at the club. They're watching hard-hatted Hannah. Dee Dee Pfeiffer, which is Michelle Pfeiffer's little sister. She's so cute. Plays cute girl that you wonder why she's even in this place. Her name is Allison, but she goes by Amaretto as a stripper. <laughs> when, yeah, when she's serving them. And she remembers Keith from somewhere. And she keeps but waving at him. In a very silly, cute, innocent way. She's like waving. She's like, I'm your waitress. My name is Amaretto. Not really, but yeah, or or something like that and she'd like remember me and of course duncan's like i'd remember that or something like that I, oh and then he gives like a he gives a 50 and he's like do you have any friends that will remember me and she takes the 50 and she's just like no so i don't know maybe she used that to pay for the for the beers but david i mean we'll get into it but to me allison is the only character here that's wholesome and out of place player, though because it seems like everyone place. is a vampire besides her? Yeah, so you look at... Let's set this up. So Keith basically does not recognize Allison, a.k.a. Amaretto, the, the waitress. <laughs> she keeps trying to hint at him and, like, sh kind of show things to him. Like, try to, like, she spins a bottle and she's like... And then she gets upset because he doesn't remember. Probably like, what the hell? So Vic says, I give you Katrina. Gentlemen, I give you... Katrina. And here comes Miss Grace Jones. Now, I have notes on this. The music starts, and it is a song sung by Grace Jones. It's very... Unreleased, unfortunately. I know. It's And some of the lyrics definitely go with the theme. There's a part of the song where... And it's very, like... It's synthy. It's like a it's, synthesizer, it's like a but synth it's Grace pop. Jones. It's, it's like synth-pop slash, like, I could see Duran Duran-esque kind of vibe, but, like, darker. And she's saying stuff about she still remembers her time in the sun and this and that. Yes. You, you, if you don't, like, listen, listen, you won't catch the word. Yes. But you see Grace Jones starting with this kind of cloak thing that zippers on both sides. A red, like a graduation-esque outfit. She's got big, bright red hair, and her face is painted white with big red lips. She's actually sitting on what looks like a Keith Herring. It yes, is a Keith yes. Herring? Keith Haring, the artist Keith Haring, which from the 90s, right? This is was... such a Grace... I mean, Grace had to have had put this together. The chair is a Grace Jones-esque look. The outfit... I mean, we'll get into it when she takes off the cloak, but David, first thought, Ronald McDonald? 
bright Ronald McDonald hair. Well, Brett, like it is but the it's, reddest it's, hair. But it's it's like split down the middle. It almost looks like a page boy sort of a haircut. But it could also look like hair that you would see like like the Egyptian with the cut where they put the, the which is I, heavily I, it's heavily suggested that she has multiple lives as an Egyptian. Basically, she was an Egyptian. We believe that became a vampire is what I got it from it. But so she's performing. She's doing her, she's doing these animalistic things that she looks like an animal cat crawling. She's clawing. She looks like a cat. She looks like again. I'm gonna reference "Hungry Like the Wolf," where the woman's in crawling around and gyrating and stuff. She gyrates on this Keith Haring chair, which is basically a body with headless body. She jumps on it and straddles the neck like she's. My favorite part is when they show the behind the seat from the back when she jumps on the chair and the the headless part of it is in her crotch, but she's like holding onto the neck and she's just like. And she tilts back she... and she starts shaking her hair. Then she lays across yeah. the like the arms and shakes her butt and does this stuff. She takes off her zip unzips the gown <laughs> and she has on these metal disc sort of bustier not a bustier a bra Jones, and like these, Jones and look. her body is painted with like kind of a tribal tribal symbol so yes. not exactly the keith herring but chair that she has i that has to be keith herring chair that has to be i would think i'm sure and i just think to myself this is probably what she did when she was at studio 54 i was gonna say talk about a performance artist piece yes when i saw it for the first time back in the day when when we were watching it i remember us rewinding and rewinding this part because it was so i think it's the best part of the movie certainly still it is it, it is the highlight it, it, it definitely leaves an impression why would these men i mean and they do this part after she's done with this performance because she ends it like she's looking her hands she ends it like she's a, a cat like david said but like she a, ends it where she's nestling her head in the, like a kitten like nestling a kitten. her head in the crotch of the this like comfort like she's getting comforted almost into the crotch of of this this chair statue chair thing but they do cut to the crowd they give it it's a it's a jokey part for a moment like they don't know what like to a, believe they don't know how to take it and then someone starts clapping then they act like it's the best thing they've ever seen and aj is going to keith from across the room that's the one that's the one for tonight what part of this david what part of this whole performance read to him that this is the woman for that college fraternity did he a want to scare the shit out of them back or i mean did they really think that this was the sexiest edgiest performance i don't see like i i'm not a straight man but what i can tell you is that most of the men that i know i don't think they'd necessarily be into that until unless they're into something pretty like kinky and I don't even think it was kinky. It was just very performance arty. It's weird. It's performance um, yeah. I mean, art. Yeah. I, most men I know are more attracted to their girl or a woman wearing like a pair of jeans and putting on a, a like their jersey, like sports jersey or something like, or or like a you know a wife beater or something. I don't know. Like that's what I get. Listen, what it is, what it is. I think that I think that you also <laughs> get the you get the impression that Katrina runs this place. She is controlling it, and if she wants to go out and and gyrate on the Keith Haring chair and wear this stuff. That's her prerogative. And he, because he, he called, he, Vic at some point refers to her as that queen bitch. Yes. And I know he ain't talking to me. <laughs> 
Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? There is something here that says Vamp, Keith Herring, remembering Keith Herring's. Yes, his legendary chair for Vamp, the original. Yeah, okay. So yes, that is his legendary chair Your from brother, Vamp. I'm so international that I knew that that was a Keith Herring. You have to understand something. And here something. he is. He actually, he painted Grace Jones as well. You have to understand that I... I'm international, and I know the culture art. that you bring here. Oh the culture God, that like, you brought to you, us. You, I should be getting paid for this. No, really. Remember the best of beyond remember. gift cards. Remember the strippers that you hired. So Katrina does that performance, David, and AJ is taken backstage by one of the fellow strippers slash waitresses that work there. Mm -hmm. He comes across Katrina's. I like her. Well, her actually, backstage. I wanted to say something. He walks. He gets goes behind the curtain, so to speak, and the first thing he sees is two strippers doing each other's makeup through a faux yes. a faux mirror. You know, like this Great is this point. is this has been done many times in different movies under different contexts or different shows, like or or like performances where like there's two dancers trying to mirror each other, like but there is a neon light that goes around, but there's no mirror between, and these strippers are both doing their makeup, which again, in, if you don't Makes pick up, now. it implies yeah, if you implies that they're vampires and they can't see their reflection, so they're doing each other's makeup. Horribly, I might add, but listen. Horribly, I might add. Oh my god, they're dead. David, they're dead. Just because you're dead doesn't mean you have to look like <laughs> trash. <laughs> but that is a good point. And I also do want to say, did you notice throughout the whole movie, they did a whole thing with Allison? Is she? Isn't yes, she? they did a lot of jump scares with her. They did a lot of like out of frame where they wears a mirror. She walked away before you could see yeah. if she could cast yeah. a reflection that she appeared very quickly, that she was kind of fearless about doing things. She's working in this place where everyone basically is shares. He was referred to as the new girl. So what makes me almost think that they hire waitresses and then maybe slowly they convert them over maybe. to being vampires. Yeah, Another thing that Vic says about one of the strippers, I have, I have to say, she's not much upstairs, but what a staircase. <laughs> I gotta say, Vic's... <laughs> commentary throughout the whole thing is amazing. It's a standout character. He wants to be, he wants to be Vegas. one of the Rat Pack in Vegas desperately in yeah. his mind. He thinks yeah. by putting a little umbrellas in drinks, he's like, class. that's class. So I, I actually used to use that line many times when I would buy little umbrellas for drinks. And I'm like, that's class. And I never remembered where I came from, but I do now. We get the sense that Vic is is he a vampire, David? Because at one point, he does feed off Katrina. She cuts her wrist. This is a terrible habit. This is a terrible habit. It's terrible. He's like... So is it something that's keeping him alive kind of thing? Is he a Renfield? Yes, because he eats roaches. Okay, so he is He's him Renfield. and that big guy He's that, Renfield. that also yes. is in love with Grace. Who uses it's him a as, a, as a feeding pincushion. She feeds off him. He's literally... got puncture marks all over his body. The, the, uh, Keith sees him in the bathroom. So now you've got AJ in Katrina's abode like sitting on a couch that's got plastic on it which we would know we would know all about that back in the day italian families who put plastic on their furniture but and, and they make a part of it that he puts his hand down so just in case you don't notice that yeah there's plastic here we know because it's easy cleanup blood, yes. but what is he thinking i think he's thinking about other things like oh this is easy she's ready for anything yeah. easy cleanup again that's true but this is when she comes out she got that makeup off rather quickly i mean the full 
on white paint and then the body. And she has that wrap on her head that she's got that Shayna-esque gem hair now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her real hair. And it literally is triangular. But she has this whole triangular look, too, with the metal on her head. And he's taken by her. I mean, Grace Jones is beautiful, but she's not for everybody. You know, our aunt has this expression. I'm sure other people have heard it. There's for every moldy slice of bread, there's a moldy slice of cheese. Now, that really is... <laughs> that really means even unattractive people will find another quote-unquote and that's a mean almost a mean thing yes. to say but i don't mean it like that i mean there's somebody for everybody and there's something that everybody enjoys or like so maybe he get he it means it's a fantasy i mean honestly maybe that would be a fantasy he would like i mean he's getting but he was gonna have sex with her first yeah she she threw him on the he she took control of the situation she threw him down she started unbuttoning his clothes and everything and she got on top of him oh my god so grace does this whole thing she's licking him she's like doing little lick bites up all over his body his nipples his boo-boos as my children would call them boo-boos his boo-boos and he he's loving it he's loving it and at one point she she just there's a shot that she like riles where she puts her head upward and she transforms and i have to say for anything the vampire makeup in this movie is fantastic it's it was a lower budget movie at the time but see i actually wrote that as well and i actually went a step further they actually show her tearing at his flesh and his neck and her licking it and biting it and drawing blood from it usually in vampire movies you see the a little bit of blood running down the back yes. you see a puncture mark you actually see her tear the flesh and then you see her engulfing the flesh and tonguing it and sucking like it's, it was actually i wrote it as a it's a very graphic i put neck feeding and tongue teeth thing <laughs> but it's very graphic and actually that brought it back to much more of a horror for me at that point because that was really and she holds him down like he sees her changing and she like yeah. laughs because he tries to push and fight and she laughs and pushes his arms back david and then this is one of my favorite moments because i think you'll remember why i like this so much they show a close-up of her feet and they transform her feet also transform as a vampire yes. and she has long toenails Mm. the long toenails here i'm thinking of gloria (laughs) because that's the first thing i thought of these people are having sex and they show a short story i had a friend she was from peru she spoke not too much english oh my god she was a sexual lady and she used to tell me that she kept her toenails longer because she would hold grasp onto her, her husband's legs like this so it when i saw grace jones's feet transform into vampire feet too that's the first time i've ever seen vampire also transform their feet when they transform into a vampire but she had these long nails and she's basically holding him down and that's exactly and she's what laughing. i thought of she's holding the man down talons on the feet are multi-purpose i have to say especially for a vampire so maybe this is where it all comes from ah <laughs> AJ is dead now. Oh, you know, one thing you, we didn't mention, which was interesting, when uh, AJ first walks into her boudoir area, there's these plastic coverings on hangers <laughs> that look like they're almost like costumes in plastic bags. Yeah. But actually, they're plastic body bags. That is a great point. That There's a lot of clues that You know that what, actually, what actually, I, I, a thought that came to me, and I, I should not sympathize with the bad guy, so to speak, but could you imagine being a vampire? all these years and being Egyptian I mean think of it she has like a gold sarcophagus in the the thing she may have been royalty even not that that means anything but to be 
Bahara does. To be, <laughs> no, but to be, I don't, how do I put this? Because I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental. But being coming from that and having, and having to end up being a stripper at a strip club in a very seedy, dirty, nasty, unclean area. Now, you know what? When people see vampires, they always assume, oh, well, they enjoy this. They like, if I was a vampire, unless you lose all sense of who you ever were, the last thing I would want to do is live in a sewer with rats crawling over me. The last thing I would want to do is be a stripper because I have no other choice to do it. If I was a vampire, I would want to live like high on the hog. Like I'd be the vampire that like gets into like the vault and steals the money so I can live in like a mansion. You know what I mean? Like, I am not going to be living. Well, you, but David, in that squalor ending, and, in a sewer. And ju- that's the whole thing. Just to jump around, we do see that the vampires, when it is time to go to sleep, they sleep in the sewer. Like David said, why are they in the sewer when they could be in that strip club? Clearly, she has a whole back dressing room. It's like looks like she lives there. There was a bed and everything. So I mean, and what? I understand like you know the the. Folk- Folklore is that vampires have to live in coffins yes. with the dirt from their from their native land or whatever, Lands, like so right. to speak, or whatever. That's fine, but my, but my coffin would not be in a sewer. And she literally has her Egyptian sarcophagus that they must have. God knows what they spent on that to make it a Grace Jones. I would love to. God, talk about movie props. I want the Grace Jones sarcophagus with her face on it somewhere. But did this not bring you back to our review of Jason Takes Manhattan? Because why the hell is is there that toxic waste and, al- and, and t- yes. gasoline or flammable liquids everywhere? If I was a vampire, have- I certainly wouldn't have flammable liquids laying about. And it's in the room. It's in the room with them. And there's no cap on top of this gas tank. So but we're, we're, we're jumping ahead. So he, so she, she kills AJ and Keith at this point, Keith and Duncan and... Allison. Allison are trying to find the friend. But they leave Duncan at the strip club while Allison says she knows a hotel or a apartment building where he might have left with one of the strippers. With one of the hoes. So she, she takes Keith there and honestly, David, this is the part of the film that it drops a little for me. Because yes, it does set up that this is a town, like a, a Salem's Lot-esque town where everyone is vampires, evidently. The little girl, this one, that one. But there's a part where Keith is stuck in an elevator and he's almost beheaded. Yes, it's a it's a scary scene, but it's like almost... Well, they were trying to get rid of him. Vic says to Katrina because yes. she's pissed off that... The... So you also find out that... The reason why these vampires do what they do, the strip club, is that they have a single man special where you come in by yourself. They're looking for transient people. They're looking for people that don't have family or friends that would miss them. And you do find out that there's a lot of guys that are passed out on the tables in these dark corners, but they've been fed on by the vampire chicks and they're getting rid of the body. Anyone want to claim this guy? Yeah, that's the Vic goes, yeah, anybody want to get this guy over here? Because he's, you know. So basically every night, the people that come to the club are just wiped out, I'm assuming. I guess to some point, yeah. And then they just start fresh the next day. I guess so, and then the and then the club has a deal with like sanitation. The vamp- vampire that runs the dumpsters and he takes the dumpsters with the dead bodies, so which is where they dumped Keith's body. So at some point they go to a hotel. Dee Dee Allison, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, aka Allison, gets separated from Keith. Keith almost gets decapitated or or in a, in a elevator, which was the way to kill him. When he escapes, the clerk at the desk at the hotel calls calls Vic and Another Katrina that, to say he escaped. So then he is faced with an, a car of albinos, and Snowball comes out, <laughs> and Keith says to him, how's it hanging, <laughs> Snowball? <laughs> 
are we supposed to think that they're also vampires? Is that why they made them albinos? They're not vampires. No, but do they want? Is no, that another I never, like, I never setup? Threw, but they. I don't understand. Because it seems like there's a lot of, like, bait and switch. This is, like, the the, the town of, like, deviants. This is, like, John Waters. Yeah. This is, like, Mortsville in, Mortsville. like, in Desperate Living. Like, this towns of deviants and perverts and vampires and murderers and whatever else you can throw, you, you know. So, so the albinos come after him. He goes down into the sewer. Meanwhile, there is some point in the movie where he calls the police because he does find his friend's body yes. in a dumpster, killed and left for dead. So in order to get out of that, because the police are coming... He, they revive Key, so they must bring him back to make him a vampire. So to, to make the police, like, uh, you know, believe that he's not dead. And basically the police go, why are you making us come? We don't come down to this part of the town. Get, get out of here. We don't come to this place. It's horrible. What are you doing? There's a point then where Keith is confronted by AJ. He says he's hungry. He wants to feed. He's a vampire now. Come on, man. Just take me out. Just kill me. I can't go on like this. Hey, Come on! Shit. You can't, can you? Even though you know it works, you can't! It does work, you know? The fire, the wooden stakes, the sunlight. I've got a list right here somewhere. You're ready to die for me, aren't you? You would. Because you can't believe that I'm not me anymore. That maybe there's something left, huh? I love this scene because it actually shows that he was able to control it enough and, and the, it's a great scene for friends to show friendship in a movie because Keith is willing to be killed or eaten by AJ because that's his friend. Eaten. And AJ eaten. Ends, you said eaten. He gonna be drink upon. So, He's gonna get No, him. but I'm, you said Keith is will. Oh, Keith is willing to be eaten. Is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's willing to be eaten. And, he says, and, "Take what you can to get, to hold you over." And he's like, "I would kill you." I think that was really nice. But then AJ flips a piece of wood around as he's going to bite him, so it's, it impales himself. So he sacrifices himself so he doesn't kill his friend, which is great. So at this point. Allison and Keith become the main stars, and Duncan, we find out. So Duncan is drunk. There's vampires guarding every exit, and Vic basically tells him there's no way out. This is it. You're going to die. So this is where I say it's very Shaun of the Dead, the bar fire, and the liquor cellar, because yes. he, no he notices that there's this liquor cellar underneath the bar. Keith is actually a pretty smart guy. So he says to he says to Vic, can I have me and my friends have one last drink? Oh, make it a double. Make Give me the whole bottle. And he, he picks yeah. out the most highest alcohol content so that he knows smart. it's flammable. So he starts f dropping it all over the place, pretending he's drunk. He tells his, his friend Allison to pretend that she's, you know, like to drop it all over and, and they all do this and then he sets fire to the bar. Vampires don't but like honestly, fire. Honestly, did it need that? I there's probably people spilt shit everywhere in that bar. Well, the bar itself is probably flammable from well, all the shit on it. It is what it is. He sets fire to the bar. They go down the cellar, the the wine the, the yes. cellar and go up. This is totally Shaun of the Dead. That's exactly this thing, is before right? Shaun of the Dead, so Shaun of the Dead may have probably took this. They go up and they actually and go up. And from Dust Till Dawn, I want to yeah. say, they ripped off Vamp. I mean, well. She could have been in Dust Till Dawn if she had just learned <laughs> to speak some lines. Um, so, David, we're going to do some shit creep. Um, so, he, they go up the service elevator to the street. Yes. And they find out that the vampires are still all over the place, right? They own this town. We own this town. Because they take on the they take on the albino gang with snow. At one point. What gang is this? 
he says, Billy Drago. And you, and then that little girl ah, like jumps on a vampire. She so like you, lunges the, at the his The vampires neck. kill the albinos, go for the albinos, and their and their hoes. And you, those poor ladies. You see, Allison. This is this is when Allison and Keith ended up in the sewer, right? They're in a car in between. Yeah, like they almost get crushed by... But the car explodes by getting into an accident. But Duncan, who had just transformed into a vampire, was in the backseat. So at some point when they left him to go to that apartment building, I'm assuming he was... And he's in the car on flames because, like I said, the the car just explodes by... No, they crush it. it. They use... The guy has, like, the the stuff from the dumpster truck, like the the garbage truck. But then why does it go on fire, Because he hits the gas tank. He's got those two things that... Um, Lift up dumpsters, he rams it into the car. Because it goes on fire, and Duncan's inside, and he's like, Hey, you guys! It's like the Goonies. Hey, you guys! And he is now dead. So now it is the sewers. And we find that Keith and Amaretto, Allison, they discover coffins of the vampires. But David, do you like that part when they're all crawling back in? I guess it's like the strippers. There's that one guy who was, who was eating the rats earlier in the sewer. And what is, is he like the low budget vampire? Because he gets like this little white, looks like a little white box. Mm. He's on the floor. The rest of them are in like shelving units, but he just goes into his little box. This is when they realize that there's gasoline open all over the place. Or flammable liquids. And then you also find out at some room. point Allison reveals that she, her name is Allison. They, they played spin the bottle at a party when they were very young. And that he saved her from having to kiss some boy that she didn't like or something. And AJ would have known, she said. He would have remembered her, but he unfortunately was dead. We had a grand finale in the sewers. They discover the nest of the vampires, which they set aflame. But Allison is grabbed and held hostage by Katrina. So at this point, Grace Jones is bald. She's lost all of the... She got burnt, right? The was, pleasant she was, trees. was she in the fire or is it just happened? No, no, she's just... She's just... Like, I think she just doesn't have any of her costumes on. Like, she's just pure, like, I am vampire now. Because she's seen almost as that... Just as the vampire. At one point, Keith found a bow and arrow at a store that they broke into, and he shoots Grace, Katrina, through the mouth. And there's this scene where she's pulling her, her mouth off of the arrow that's, att- you know, she's attached but to also the But also, D- Al- Allison. Allison takes a pipe and stabs her through the chest with a pipe, too. But it doesn't do anything because it's not wood, we assume. So there's a point that she's still coming towards her. And Keith realizes he looks up and he sees that there's light coming through. So he hits the ceiling and he almost, he traps basically Katrina in between two beams of light from the ceiling. And then David, he gives her the sunlight bath and she turns into tar, basically. Like her skull looks like like a, a skull that's a tar skull. And they do this thing like she's melting off. It's a really cool effect. And they do another jump scare when her skeleton comes alive. And I sent David a picture I'd never noticed before, but there's a scene where her skeleton just comes up and gives the finger, basically, and then just dies again. But it was the first time I, I noticed there's a person's hand holding up the, the skeleton hand at the end. So it was a mistake. But never noticed that prior. So we find out that Keith actually thinks that Allison might be a vampire as well, because after this is over with and they think the day is over, he climbs up and he he opens the sewer and he makes her go up first to see He's the like, light. Hun, so- I want you to see something. And he makes her get hit in the light. She's like, why would you do that? Uh, and you know, honestly, it's smart that he thought that way. Yeah. 
they are trapped again because the gigantic bouncer that who's in love with Grace Jones, Vlad, I think it says right here, he is about to take them when did not really die and he saves the day because David he was stabbed with Formica. <laughs> Who knew? That's exactly what he says. Who knew? Did you like that twist ending? Did you like that it wasn't Um, actually wood? So, and then they discuss, like, he's going to take care of it. They make him, he's like, you don't trust me? Come down to the sewer. So they end up walking above the sewer, and he's below the sewer, walking the same line back to wherever they're going. And he says he'll do night school. And they walk out into the the They walk into the sunset, so to speak. Two things I didn't care for. I really wish Katrina, having lived all these years, was a little smarter about how she did things. Yes. I think it was a little... Careless for, I mean, I would think you always see these vampire things where they've lived for centuries, so they're a little bit more intelligent about the way they you do would things. think. That's one. Um, two, yeah, I like the fact that his friend's alive, but I don't know to what end is that going to be issues for their relationship or the friendship because he can't be in the sunlight and he is. A I almost so. wonder if they were trying to plan though a sequel where it was like, almost like a buddy vampire thing where he's a vampire. But I gotta say, I love this movie for what it is, David. A Grace Jones vehicle, the comedy. I think the cast is really likable. Everyone really gives it their all. I remember years ago listening to the commentary with Keith, Debbie Pfeiffer, and the actor who plays Duncan. And they had a ball making this movie. What they did they had, say about they, Grace Jones? Was she funny? They, uh, they all kind of alluded that it was hard to work with her because of, I guess, all the things that she wouldn't show up. She, Which almost makes me think, David, the reason why the ending happened as it is, I wonder if it's because they kept trying to get her for days and she wouldn't show up and they just had to kill her. Like that, I think they wonder if they just had a Because it almost seems like it is almost anticlimactic. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, honestly, you know, every dog has his day, so to speak. So there is, like, they survive. I mean, think about it. If she survived, they'd be worried about like her coming back after them at some point it's like fright night you know like well uh, they probably wanted something like that welcome to fright night welcome to katrina that's right so wow that is our first episode back with vamp so david like i said it's not the best 80s horror comedy movie i think it really is because of grace and the sequence and the song because i i will say again as much as i love the movie there are times when the pacing might be off and it's that whole when keith and allison go off to the apartment building i know it was supposed to set up things but they need to redo it with lady gaga oh god she probably she would she, she would. did such a good job in american I horror say, but story i'm gonna say that's what it that's basically what it is um the countess did, i really think that really was heavily inspired by everyone what there's everyone a lot of things like me. i told you the the if you look at the thing now it could be coincidence but honestly we all draw stuff from other things like the fact that i told you that i say that's class even after all these years, we saw this when we were kids, you know, about the little umbrella and the drinks, I, you know, but I now do it and it's funny. The scene, Shaun of the, the Shaun of the Dead, the Dust Till Dust Dawn. Till Dawn. Dust I mean, Dawn. So again, I mean, it's not the best 80s vampire movie by any means, no, but all. I think for one time viewing, I think that it's, it's great. David, how many Grace Jones would you give this film? <laughs> out, of, out of five graces. <laughs> five graces? The performance of the, the, the dancing performance just does it for me. Honestly, I don't think the plot was bad at all. Perfectly honest, I as a horror film, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of notoriety and this and that. 
Honestly, I think it's a solid film for the 80s. Totally solid film. I don't think that, I think the cinematography was good. I didn't like, I wasn't put off. There wasn't like, there wasn't like a, it wasn't like um, Dark Shadows where the whole, the wall shook when you <laughs> shut a door or anything like that. It actually was pretty solid as a film. Did you notice that green and pink filter that they used in every scene? Did you notice? The, the sewer. Yeah, the, but I thought that was like some sort of like neon. Loved it. I loved it. I thought it, it was like, it was very 80s. Very 80s, but it almost is like, like it literally followed them from everywhere. It was in the sewer, the strip club. It was just neon pink and green, but I loved it. The whole premise worked for me, honestly. I actually think if it was redone, I think it, they could do a really good job with it. I don't, I, again, I don't think it's it's it even close. It's not it's not going down in the Hall of Fame of top 10 vampire no. movies or anything like that, obviously, but the plot was good. I would have liked to have seen Grace Jones more do some more crazy vampire stuff. And probably yes. they may have done that, maybe she maybe she honestly no offense grace maybe she ruined the film because she didn't wasn't available and this and that maybe it would have been more of a a ghostbusters like where it was more oh no you know what i mean like right 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 but you know know. what i wonder what the dialogue they cut for her i I would have loved to seen her deliver those vampire dialogues although maybe the the non-speaking works for her character but i wonder what she would have said because i could totally see her commanding a scene if she was just like get them you know like in her grace jones-esque rubato 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 mr rubato oh goodness radical ones we still can't pronounce things, Radical Ones. <laughs> same Grace bad time, same bad channel, same speech impediment. <laughs> that was another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. You can always find David After Dark on Instagram. Universal Appeal 2020, all one word. And the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, also one word on Instagram where we're always updating. We're also on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, radio. And we actually radio, recently, a milestone, <laughs> a milestone for us, we, what, a month or two ago, we actually hit 2,000 streams of, of audio, which doesn't even count our YouTube streams. So I guess we're making an impact. People are listening to us. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I, I hope that people catches on more. I really do. I hope people really enjoy it and Again, as always, we always take suggestions, you know, please give us a movie. The holidays are coming up. If, th- if there's a, f- a holiday movie <laughs> that you want to want to review or talk about, definitely hit us up before it gets uh, too late. And you know, we have a whole month planned for you with this month. We are in the Halloween season. We're officially back in the whole month. We will be giving you spooky yet fun shows. So thank you again, Radical Ones, and join us every Friday here on the Radical Retro Rewinds. Peace out. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.